Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Outlook by Brooke. Now, for those of you that follow me on Truth Social, you would have known if you checked that I was planning on posting um, an episode yesterday, but I chose not to. I chose to post today because I wanted to listen to the Trump rally in Arizona last night and report back to you guys on that as well, being that we had the whole weekend um, and I don't usually post on the weekends. Now, the Trump rally. Oh my goodness, you guys. I hope that you all watched it, um, or at least listened to it. It was quite phenomenal. As always, Trump was on fire. But, you know, there were things that he talked about, um, certain things that he said that I found very interesting. And, um, of course, I have normal criteria that I would like to um, cover today, but there are things that happened yesterday at the Trump rally that are also quite as significant, and I did not want to wait until Monday to get back to you guys on that. It's just, um, we're in a season where we really can't afford to sit back and, um, wait several days for anything, I feel like. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense to y'all, but it does to me. Now, the Trump rally, it was super, super intense as far as, like, feeling empowered and feeling important and feeling like America was going to be okay. Um, you could you could feel the entire vibe radiate through the phone even if you weren't there. That was probably the coolest thing to me because even I, <laughs> at 11.30 at night, I was like, yes, let's do something. Let's fix this country. Let's do what we got to do. Like, just super pumped. It was great. He is one of the few people that can probably give a speech with absolutely no notes, no pre-written speech. He He's awesome. Um, one of the things I did notice is that he was very intentional about sporadically going through different people in Arizona that you could vote for in um, midterm elections and um, giving credit where credit was due, giving his endorsements where he could, but it wasn't all at once, and it wasn't too much information overload on that end. He spoke a whole lot about um, our legal system as far as drugs and immigrants and, um, you know, the whole Russia collusion, Hillary Clinton stuff that you would normally think that he would talk about, but he also hit some really hard topics and, um, just very unapologetic. Now, I'm sure a lot of you really like Trump, and maybe a handful of y'all are, you know, well, you know, his mean tweets, or his orange spray tan, whatever. I don't really care what you think. Um, (laughs) I will give you guys my personal opinion, therefore it is my outlook. I love him, for the purpose of he says what he's going to do, he doesn't care what you have to say, 
And he does what he says he's going to do. Whenever he campaigned back in 2016 or 2015, really, because it was, um, you know, the whole election and the next year being um, introduced formally as president. But he would say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And this is how you make America great again. And um, some people who just saw him as a businessman and not a politician were very, very in the middle, not very sure. And all of a sudden... We see him actually doing what he says, and the Democrats are mad because he's not a normal politician that gives promises that he can't keep. So, I feel like this rally was nothing less than that. And, um, very, very interesting that this rally was in Arizona because this is not his first rally in Arizona. Keep in mind, I live in Louisiana, and he's yet to um, actually launch a rally here. I think the closest one was maybe Houston. And, um, of course, in Louisiana, we love him. Uh, Louisiana redid his plane. Um, he came and visited during the Great Flood of 2016. Uh, he's just can't really say enough about him. He does what he says he's going to do. But he touched on some really, um, I guess you can say, politically incorrect topics or politically indecent topics. And you could tell that he meant what he said. He didn't care if it hurt anyone's feelings, that it was um, down, true to the core, American values, founding father values, and um, even liberal people, probably like what their parents raised them on that weren't liberal. Just, you know, they say that there are certain people that are conservative, but I think the conservative people really honor America's core values not necessarily our conservative people, tree huggers, and anti-abortion, anti-gay, whatever. But um, he just holds on to a lot of, like, really holistic values, which is nice. And some stuff he talked about last night, I feel like, is the things that we think and never say out loud. So that was kind of cool. But it came across in a way of, like, I don't hate you if you're this, and I don't hate you if you're that. Here's where I stand. Here's where America has usually stood. Here's what we can improve our taxes on. Here's what we can improve our culture on. We need to get illegals out of here. We need to get drug trade out of here. Here's are the countries that don't have drug trade. Like, he just, he was on a roll, and it was wonderful. Um, Like I said, the atmosphere was just, it was radiating whether you were there or you weren't. And I can only imagine if I was in the room how I would feel. Anywho, um, I took a few screenshots. Um, there were a few different conservative companies, uh, like media companies that recorded and posted. But uh, I chose to watch via RB, RSBN, which is Right Side um, Broadcasting Network. And they do the whole thing where, you know, they got a, a little thing. It says... President Trump speaks in Arizona. They have their little emblem, and they have the wording that rolls across the screen. And I chose to screenshot a few of those things because I think that they're really cool that RBSN posted them, or RSBN, sorry. Um, one of the things that they posted was, Pelosi accused of insider trading amid multi-million dollar purchase of computer chip stock. Now, 
we talked about this, you guys. I told you, I said, Martha Stewart literally went to jail for the same thing that Pelosi's husband is doing right now. He heard that we were going to, you know, invest into really getting chips out there, being a manufacturer of that. And a few days later, of course, the legislature passed that we're going to do that. So he knew, and he couldn't have known without his wife being who she is. So quite illegal, but we'll see what happens with that. Maybe that's going to be a whole um, <clears throat> rabbit hole for people to go down, which would be really cool if they're into the stock market but not into the Q drops. Another one that they posted was, Fauci makes the retirement announcement Americans have been waiting for. Now, that was a really cool thing for them to post because I saw an article earlier this week and it said, um, Biden officials, dash, including Fauci, dash, and five social media giants have 30 days to respond to subpoenas plus discovery requests in the lawsuit alleging government collusion with social media companies to suppress freedom of speech under the guise of combating misinformation. Now, we've seen the misinformation campaign. We've seen how they wanted to put Hunter Biden on the board, who is obviously a pedophile, um, among other terrible things. Um, But this misinformation board got shut down real quick. And Biden, Joe Hunter Biden, should I say, was supposed to be on it, paid like $50,000 a month, maybe more. I forget really what the number was, but it was something astronomical, something many Americans don't make a month. (laughs) Um, Now the leader of the misinformation board got in a lot of trouble and um, showed that she had some personal interest in it. So now he has 30 days and he colluded with mainstream media, Facebook, whatever, and he has 30 days to answer for that, and apparently he plans on retiring. I personally believe that he had a tribunal, and maybe he has a rumble death, so he confessed, and he's trying to do what he has to do, that way that people don't figure out that he had a tribunal, that he is convicted, horrible person, um, punishable, treasonous, conspiracy, you know what I mean, like, seditious conspiracy, I'm sorry, uh, but that was really cool, because that was within two days, uh, next thing that RSBN shared was, a federal judge will hear the evidence against the use of electronic voting machines in Arizona, which, if you watch the rally, Trump did say that we need to go back old school, we need to go back to, um, IDs and matching, um, you know, autographs or signature. We need to go back to paper ballots. Paper ballots were the original. Like, let's go back to that. And those, you know, obviously we figured out a way to audit those. So maybe that is a good idea. But he had said that, and and that was one of the things that I was kind of surprised that he decided to say, but. Again, it's one of the things that we think, but we don't speak. Now, also, about two days ago, um, Steve Bannon was arrested. Uh, he had he had been subpoenaed to give his um, 
whatever, you know, like his thoughts, his testimony on January 6th, and he decided that he pledges his allegiance to Trump and that he didn't feel comfortable giving a testimony, so he was just not going to show up because he was going to show his support for Trump, which then showed um, that he was going to have his own fair trial, or supposed to be fair trial, for his actions, and no one from the January 6th committee had the balls to show up to the courtroom when they were the ones to have an issue with him not showing up to give his testimony. How much chicken shit is that? I am, excuse my French, but that is horrible. Now, they contempted, they put contempt uh, of Congress, basically saying that what he did was illegal. Even though, even though he was summoned, there was not really litigation to show that if you're summoned, you have to show up and you have to give your testimony. For all we know, he could have showed up and said, I plead the fifth, I plead the fifth, I plead the fifth, I plead the fifth to every question. But um, he's going to face up to two years in a federal um, sentence in jail. Uh, I suppose maybe it could have been worse, but that is what he got. Also, we have um, the company Evergrande. If you guys are not um, sure about that, it's basically the Chinese version of an entire real estate monopoly. Now... In America, our real estate counts for a lot of our taxes because, you know, one purchase can be several thousand dollars. And um, <clears throat> so because this real estate company started to go under, not meet deadlines, not um, pay what is due, but also not file bankrupt, put it off, put it off, put it off. A lot of people who had their mortgages through Evergrande in the last six months, have decided, I'm just not going to pay my mortgage. And, of course, Evergrande can't do anything about it because they're already failing horribly. Their stock went down like crazy, and now their CEO has stepped down. Now, Evergrande, or Evergrande, however you want to say it, has a lot to do because the Evergrande ships and the Evergiven ships, they're all the same company, and Evergreen was one some of the ships evergreen was clinton's name when in the uh white house um and if you guys don't know about that that basically it's kind of like the whole situation where they're like the eagle has landed in the white house talking about the president they get to choose their names and you know their code names for whatever their um protectors of military sorts and security sorts should call them so that they're not like, hey, Hillary Clinton's home, yo. And so um, she was evergreen. A lot of the evergreen ships had gotten stuck. The first evergreen ship that was in the Suez Canal stuck had like nuclear arms, dead and alive people. Just it was an entire shit show of what really went on. Um, and so, you know, we're at where we're at with that. Um. I'm glad that Evergrande or Evergrande has um, started to go down. I'm waiting for them to default because this will be huge for China and their economic system. And um, lastly, we have uh, Ezra A. Cohen, or Ezra Cohen, as most of y'all know him. Um, he has made predictions that it will be a hot August, a deep September, and a red October. 
for those of you that don't understand that, go watch the movie Red October. I've always said, or I've said recently on this podcast, as if you guys follow me, that I feel like October is going to be a very significant month, very big point, turning point. I still stand by that, but this is just validation. So um, we're going to sit tight. We're going to see what else happens in July. We're going to see how hot it gets in August. I'm sure it's not hot for us. We're not in the hot seat, but it's for the deep state. And it says deep September. So maybe that means deep state September, deep state going down. We shall see. And you know, I will keep you guys up to date with every bit of it every weekday. I hope you guys have enjoyed this Saturday post, this Saturday podcast. As always, follow me on Truth Social. Share my podcast if you like it or if you find anything interesting you want my opinion on or you think I need to report on. Go ahead and send it to me. I love hearing from you guys. And I will talk to you guys on Monday. Have a good weekend. 